Hey, Dave. Yeah, Randy. Since we founded Bombas, we've always said our socks, underwear, and T-shirts are super soft. Any new ideas? Maybe sublimely soft. Or disgustingly cozy. Wait, what? I got it. Bombas. Absurdly comfortable essentials for yourself. And for those facing homelessness. Because one purchased equals one donated. Wow, did we just write an ad? Yes. Bombas. Big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job, but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news? All right, I'll do it. Sign up now, and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. MintMobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45, equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply, if rated PG. Hi everyone, aside from our usual salty language, this episode contains some dark topics. We're covering the docuseries, The Curious Case of Natalia Grace. So we do talk a lot about um, child abuse, sexual abuse, and some other difficult things. If you're not in the headspace to handle that right now, you might want to skip this one. As always, thanks for listening. Hi everyone, welcome to Little Miss Recap, the podcast where I look up political sayings from the 19th century and I found Tippa Canoe and Tyler too. Oh my God, I was so psyched about the Tippy Canoe piece. Yes. Because yeah. I, I, I can't think Tippy Canoe without, and Tyler too. Yes. Because, yeah. you know. Yeah, we're nerds. U.S. education. Um, this is a true crime edition, breaking news, emergency <laughs> Yes. I have my lovely Amanda here who is, has gone down the rabbit hole with me. We are, today we are going to, we're going to solve. We're going to solve this case. The curious case of Natalia Grace. Oh, that just worked really well. Yeah, we're going to totally solve this because some shit went down here and this isn't our normal (laughs) scripted thing, but this is so bonkers that you and I were messaging about it so much. We're like, we have to talk about this. We have to talk about it. Because everyone else is talking about it too. So we're joining in on the bandwagon. Everyone else is talking about it. It is, if you have not seen it, it's on HBO Max. It's and on I think ID. Discovery Plus. Yeah, mm-hmm. Discovery Plus. And Discovery Plus. So, and I'm assuming if you have regular cable and you have ID that you can watch it there. I would think so. I don't know. I don't have regular cable anymore, but I, that makes sense to me. I don't have regular cable either. Yeah. I run a whole podcast about watching shows. I don't have cable, but I do streaming. That's why. We do all sorts of streaming. I have all yeah. the streaming channels. Yeah. Yeah. Which costs more than cable, but we feel better about it somehow. A hundred percent. So I'm not, we're not even going to waste time. We're jumping in. We're jumping in. We're just jumping this in. This thing is bonkers. You know what I kept thinking about? Do you remember the episode of The Office 
where yes, like, I the remember every episode of the, dick, of the-, <laughs> the watermark with the dick and yes. Kelly had to teach them how to be customer service people. And in yes. one of the talking heads, she's like, this day is bananas. B-A-N-A-N-A-S. And all I can think is I'm watching the show. I'm like, this show is bananas. Just in the Kelly Kapoor. There is not one episode of The Office that I have not watched and loved and watched 10 times. Oh, I mean, I so much. when I need to feel good, I just put it on again and start over. When I need to feel good, I watch the wedding episode. Oh my God, me too. I, I, mm-hmm. There's never a dry eye in my house when that's on. Mm-hmm. I love it so, so much. Good. But we're Natalia Grace. Yes, yes. yes. Bananas. Okay. All right. So the overview if it, first of all, if you haven't watched it, shut this off and watch it. Cause yeah, and because we're going to talk not, about the whole thing, we're not even going to pretend to try to be spoiler free, and we're not recapping it traditionally. We're coming no. into this assuming you've watched it, and just kind of talking about some points. So, so the overarching theme of this is three questions need to be answered, and hopefully mm-hmm. by the end of this, we can find our answers anyway. Right. Question one is how old is Natalia Grace? That's question one. I feel confident in the answer to that. I do too. Yeah. Question two is, who the fuck is Christine Barnett? Mm-hmm. Okay. Question three, and how did she get a goddamn book deal? And I haven't. And question number three. <laughs> that's that's the question number three. <laughs> question number three. Who is Michael Barnett? What is he doing? And how much did he know? Oh, my I feel God. Like I feel like the answer is, is in you there. know, you get those three answers and triangulates to solving this case. We can agree that something is incredibly wrong with Michael Barnett. Yeah, let's start there. Let's okay. start. Okay. That man is a walking personality disorder, and I just don't know which one. I don't either. Some people on Reddit, I went down the Reddit. On oh, this. God. Okay. I, I did the Dr. Saying- Phil, you did the Reddit. We <laughs> took one for the team. Dr. Phil, Reddit, sort of similar. <laughs> sort of similar. Um, they were saying he could have histrionic disorder. Histrionic is what I would guess. So I took an abnormal psych course a couple of years ago in a mm-hmm. lame attempt to go to graduate school. And I would guess histrionic because it's just all about being hysterical, basically. Because he goes from mm-hmm. zero to hysterical constantly. Yeah. And by the end, I was, I was like, oh, would you just stop crying? Just stop freaking crying. I'm over this. I was saying to Mary Payne, he is the kind of guy... You live in in Pennsylvania. You mm-hmm. know these people who are real super eager to join a volunteer fire company, right? And pretend that they're firemen. Which let me let me let me couch that and saying I know many volunteer firemen who mm-hmm. are super brave, and I don't know how they do that with no pay. Agreed. God bless them. Whatever. But there are the people how who are in it to be heroes and have yes. people look up to them. Yes, and Clearly. also may start the fires and that they're leading the fires, the so they have out. something to That's do. Him. That's him. Yeah, he's clearly obsessed with how people see him. Mm-hmm. The fir- the fact that, you know, we were living the ideal perfect life with a 5,000 square foot house, which that house was not 5,000 square foot. Thank you for playing, dude. Um, we had four a cars in the driveway. A McMansion. First of all, no one's proud of being in a McMansion. That's Thank you. a slur. Thank you. I thought that was a weird flex. That is. It's a slur. No one's, mm-hmm. if we're calling your house a McMansion, we're not doing it because we're mm-hmm. celebrating your home. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and no shade to plan developments but sure whatever <laughs> um and he's like we have five cars in the driveway and 13 couches and 14 televisions and i'm like okay question question okay from the the Agreed. uh chair recognizes amy archer go on please <laughs> ma'am i have a 2000 square foot home 
Okay. Even if I doubled my house, okay, yeah. which would be 4,000 square feet, I could not fit 14 couches, like, comfortably. No! Like, no. could I fit 14 couches, like, just putting them stacked up together in the middle of the house? Maybe. Maybe. I had a friend in high school, a friend of mine from high school that after college, during college and afterwards, he just kind of collected people's hand-me-down um, couches. Mm. And so, like... My friend Jason might have had all those couches, but most of them okay. were in his basement because um, that's okay. the only place there was to fit them all. Mm-hmm. Um, but that's just so. I was telling Todd, I'm like, I know we have four televisions in this house. And mm-hmm. the only reason I know that is because when we moved in together, he brought two and I brought two. Yes. Yes. Because we don't need four people who had two televisions in our home. Mm-mm. Mm-mm. And now we have four, which I feel is ridiculous, but. It is so, what it is. not to belabor the point, but there's five people in this family. Right. So everybody almost gets three TVs to <laughs> And four couches. Yeah, it makes no sense. Anyway, no, okay. such a weirdo. He is, so some people are saying, could he be neurodivergent? He could be. He could be, but I hate to paint neurodiversity with that kind of brush. You yeah, know what I, mean? I, like, I feel like it, we're so quick to say anytime we perceive someone as being different, they're neurodivergent. And it's like, right, mm, right. No. Like Some Jacob people, is neurodivergent. Jacob, I mean, they say it right off the bat, autism spectrum mm-hmm. disorder. And in seeing mm-hmm. him, it's very clear. Yes. Cool. And I, we can talk a lot about Jacob. I have a ton of sympathy and empathy for Jacob. Me too. Um reading some stuff about jacob a lot of people have no sympathy for him which i find really sad but okay um because i too fell down some facebook group rabbit holes yesterday Mm -hmm. um i I don't want to paint him as neurodivergent i think he has a personality disorder yeah and he is like just in layman terms he is the hero of his own story he is the most overly dramatic storyteller and i'm a pretty dramatic storyteller same girl same and he is he is dialed up to 95 (laughs) on a scale of one to ten okay could he be now i'm not well versed in the drug universe okay could he be on some kind of drugs oh he totally could be on some kind of drugs i mean he was manic like Like, a lot of his affect was very manic manic. thank you and Mm -hmm. i don't i there's something really wrong with this guy. I want to know what he did for a living that they were supposedly Me so too. rich. Oh my God. I wonder if he did ad sales like Cody Brown. <laughs> he was selling he signs. Did, He's I got a Fiesta you. Cantina house sign in the back of his house. Yes. <laughs> I guarantee you he did something in sales. Oh, I think he totally did something in sales mm-hmm. too. Mm-hmm. But it was interesting. Like he's like, I was super rich, had my own company, blah, blah, blah. But then when he got arrested or some, there was some piece where he's like, my employers heard about this and they were going to my HR and they were saying, this guy works for yes. us. And I'm like, do you yes. own the company? Do you work for the company? Like, and my employees were like, blah, blah, blah. Right. I, I don't call anybody I work for my employees. Cause Here's I'm not the I, boss. I just realized what he could be doing. What? Could he have owned a franchise of something? Oh, you know what I mean? So like, yeah. if you have a KFC franchise, for example, you right. own it, you have employees, but there's also the there's corporate a corporate outfit. overlord somewhere. Yes. Yes. Yeah, mm. I bet you that's what he did. That could that could do it. Yeah. Because you can make good money doing that too. You sure I can. know people who've done it. So yeah, you sure can. I don't but know I we just got the money to start it. But that's not really that could absolutely be something he did where we could have both his employees and some bigger people we have to yeah pay attention. To. Okay, so Michael's married to Christine, who. And Amanda did not hear this the first time, the first go around, and neither did I. 
was Amish. Yeah, that that seems odd. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Um, for a multitude of reasons, though, if she is, if she grew up in that community, the fact she that writes she about up, it in her book. Okay, so the fact that she wound up being really abusive is not surprising because that I is agree. a very abusive community. You and I, I agree. both live on the outskirts of Amish country and, um, you know, people perceive the Amish as being these really sweet, quaint people who just churn their butter. And I'm like, no, they're actually pretty terrible people. No. As well, a, not all Amish. Not all of them. Yeah, I don't <laughs> want to paint the entire them. Amish world. But, but there is a huge amount of physical, sexual, and emotional abuse that goes on within the Amish community, just like any other closed patriarchal I was just going to say, it's a closed patriarchal society, which lends itself to that. Yeah, the only time they get in trouble is when they go after the English. My ex-husband was a public defender in Lancaster County, so I know a lot oh. about Amish crime, unfortunately. Oh, okay. It's okay. Bad. And, you know, we, we talk a lot about them in terms of puppy mills and dog mm-hmm. breeding. Mm-hmm. Yep. Mm-hmm. Yeah. There's... And I talk about them a lot because we used to get on buses and go watch Visit the them. Yes. Go watch them as trips. if they were in a fishbowl. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. In retrospect, it's real problematic that they would ship these kids mm-hmm. into like I was just stare at the in third or fourth grade. And we were told, don't touch anything. <laughs> we would get off the bus and you would just stand there and watch, I don't know, Jacob and Ezekiel make candles. Right. Exactly. And you would just have to like look at them and they wouldn't look at you. Right. <laughs> and the Amish don't like people looking at them, so don't right. stare at them. Like, it was so weird and so, so problematic. So, oh, my God. Yeah. The 80s were a mess. But the 80s. Okay. So that could explain some of her background. It also can explain she is not tech savvy. No, no. <laughs> and that actually would explain some of the, mm-hmm. the sex sting and all that. Though, uh, the fact that he is wandering around going, I was abused because she wouldn't have sex with me. It's like, oh, oh my God. I don't know if you heard me on Pink Shade yesterday going off about this. I'm like, of course, like a middle-aged white dude is saying my wife sexually abused me because she withheld sex from sex me. From me. <laughs> and would send me sexy photos or mm-hmm. wouldn't send me sexy photos mm-hmm. or whatever. Mm-hmm. I was like, oh my God. But he you're... did talk about a porn addiction. He said, I, and then I got a quick... Or would you say a little porn addiction? First of all, I'm I don't really believe a porn addiction exists. I don't. Oh, really? I don't. Okay. I don't. You think people just like porn and that's okay? I think some people do like porn yeah, and that's yeah. okay. I'm yeah, totally I fine with that. A hundred percent. The as problem long as I everybody have involved porn, in making it is consenting, I don't care. The problem I have with porn, not to go too far down this yes. rabbit hole, is sometimes the way women are treated. Oh, it's and, awful. It can be really awful. And I think that young teenage boys now expect women to act this way. way. Yeah. Yeah. So that's a problem. The the message I try the, to give mom people raising about, teenage girls, that's a problem. Yes. And mm-hmm. for somebody who is co-raising a teenage boy, mm-hmm. same mm-hmm. kind of problem. And mm-hmm. the thing that I I you know I share with people about porn is like it's a dance savagism is like it's kabuki theater sex. Like it's not real. Mm-hmm. Yes. So don't take it as real. But anyway, maybe Michael got addicted to porn Maybe not. He seemed weird enough that I could see him being like, I looked at porn. So I'm addicted now. Like every everything that happened to him happened to him in the biggest, worst way possible. I agree. I agree. So now what'd you think about him getting down on the floor and beating the shit out of a fake Natalia? Okay, first of all, this is incredibly hard to watch. It was incredibly difficult to watch. Second of all, I don't believe it happened. Well, it might have happened, but here's the thing. If this happens. I am pulling my children out of that. I don't care how exactly. scared I am of this woman. Thank you. Yeah. 
fuck her. I'm out. If there's a yeah, million things that she was supposedly doing that he was like, well, I didn't have any choice. You're a grown ass person. You had a choice. He doesn't realize by the worse he paints Christine, the worse he looks. Yeah. Like I could buy it if she was like, a, and I do think she was manipulative. Mm-hmm. I think she like psychologically abused Natalia, the sure. head on the wall and all that shit. Yeah. The weird videos uh, yes. completely with no context, just right. her saying things. Um, You know, like Michael's not super smart. I could see no. him being controlled by somebody like that. But like the too. physical abuse, mm, I don't know. So then we see there were reports of, because nosy neighbor, who I love, and she's self-proclaimed nosy neighbor. Oh, the the red, white, and blue dress neighbor. Yes. Yes. That the, the film crew did real dirty on every mm-hmm. angle of her being mm-hmm. shot. Yeah. 110%. Nosy neighbor says they were always fighting. They were out mm-hmm. in the front yard screaming at each other. Then we see there was domestic abuse. But yet Michael's telling us everything was awesome. Right. And they were so happy. But at the same time, she's like, you never know what's happening in someone's house. It's like, clearly you did because you said it was happening <laughs> on the front yard. Like... No one's, I feel like no one's story in this show is consistent. Yes. Anybody's story is consistent. So I will tell you that our hero, Beth Karras, Mm -hmm. the blonde New York prosecutor woman. Yes. I loved her. I loved her. And I listened to an interview with her on another podcast. And she said the producers approached her for this to be the voice of the viewer. Okay. To be the one who, and she does do that. She does. Like, She's you like, get this all this crazy, sense. right? You get all this crazy evidence, and then we come to Beth. Right. And it was almost like a relief when she would come on. Oh, right. It'd be like, and oh, okay. She would explain Someone it. Unreliable here. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And she did mm-hmm. nice stuff about talking about the legalities of it mm-hmm. and the story because they're two different things. Yes. Yes. I agree. Um, so let's talk quickly about the kids. So now we have the only kid we're hearing from is Jacob. Right. And Wesley's and the middle is, and Ethan's the youngest. And how old is Jacob? Jacob, I think at the time of this was like 22 or 23. So he was 14 when Ethan was six or seven. Mm-hmm. And they thought Natalia was Ethan's age. I think Natalia is around Ethan's age. Um, yeah. I, I believe I believe the whole Anna Gava's her mother. Obviously, she, Me too. she did DNA. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. They have a birth certificate from Ukraine. Anna's like, well, yeah, she's born. Let me just let me just stop you there. The balls on Michael, yeah, to be like, we don't know if that's accurate because only one source is providing that information. The the prosecution went there and took the DNA evidence. Right, I never had a chance to test her, dude. This whole story is only seen through your your lens. face, yeah. And anyone else is a problem except for him, yeah. yeah. Anyway, and I I do believe she was born September fourth, six whatever it was, two thousand three. So mm-hmm. she's she's going to be twenty. Okay, so Jacob was fourteen at this time, thereabouts, because that he would they were they were shopping him around the world as the new smartest mm-hmm. man alive. They yes. just wanted attention. Yes, they didn't give a shit about Jacob's education. So Christine writes in her book that a doctor that they they did such a and Michael says this we did such a great job parenting Jacob, like in other okay. words. They gave us a broken toy and we managed to make it work. Like it has right. that undertone, which is gross. Ugh. And um, so in her book, I guess she writes that they pretty much cured his autism spectrum disorder. Did you know that? They cured it. Oh. 
Well, is it? First this of has all, some real Gwyneth Paltrow energy. No, no, no. Who's the one who's always saying that? Oh, what's her name? Oh, Jenny, Jenny McCarthy. McCarthy. Has yeah. some real Jenny McCarthy energy behind okay. it. Okay. First of all, I, I didn't know autism spectrum disorder was something we wanted to cure. Right. We didn't know it needed to be cured. It didn't know it needed okay, to be whatever. cured. But okay, mm-hmm. fine. Second of all, if she was able to, if they were able to cure him, and I'm like putting it in quotes, like I hate even saying it because mm-hmm. it's so mm-hmm. gross. Mm-hmm. Why aren't we marketing this solution to other parents out there who may want their children to be cured? Again, it's gross, but like it's gross. No, she also said that in her book that she saved her nephew who like had I I don't I didn't go too far down this rabbit hole, but the sense I got was the nephew was born with either like quote unquote almost stillborn or a a severe problem that he was gonna have to be life lighted somewhere. Okay. And she held him and she sang to him and rocked him and he came back to life. Oh, that's how that works. Mm-hmm. So this woman, if you think Michael's full of himself. This woman's a whole other this level. This woman's touting herself as some kind of like savior. Oh my God. So yes. the two of these people together. It's Looney Tunes. Looney Tunes. Anyway, so Jacob. So when I'm watching this kind of stuff, I always feel like, look at the kids. Mm-hmm. What are the kids saying? Because the kids are often the only other people in the house witnessing anything. Mm-hmm. However, what are the other kids' names? Ethan and what? Wesley. Wesley. They were young. And if I, if I asked my kids what they remember in detail from when they were seven, eight, nine years old. Like we moved in. We built our house and moved into our house when the girls were eight and a half. Okay. And they don't remember much of our other house. Okay. Yeah. So that'll give you some kind of, you know what I yeah, mean? I- I have glimmers of memories of like glimmers, but I don't remember day to day. Right. So the fact that Jacob is against the mother and is with Michael tells me something. It does. Because he probably remembers the most. And just, I mean, his, his horrifying story trigger. We should have said trigger alert all over. Trigger warning all this thing. It's there's child abuse here. I'm glad you said to somebody on Facebook. Like trigger warning, trigger warning. Yeah, I'm glad you said to someone like if if child abuse is difficult for you, yeah, yes. don't watch this. Just listen to us. It, if even it might be too much to even listen to us talk about yeah. it because it was awful. Yeah, we're going to talk about some real hard things going forward yeah. now. Um, like that scene where he breaks down and says that he, well he doesn't break down but he it you can tell it deeply disturbs him. Yeah, that he was forced to pee on her things. Yeah, that's next level shit. Yeah, something. I mean, mm-hmm. and then the then the hot mic moment. Let's talk about the hot mic moment for a second. Okay, I just want to clarify. Oh, yeah. Um, Christine made him pee. Yes, um, not Michael. Christine Mm-mm. made him pee. Okay, mm-hmm. go on. So the hot mic moment. What? Let's talk about what happened there. Okay. So Jacob goes upstairs to talk to his dad. Mm-hmm. Why he couldn't be interviewed upstairs, and he had to be interviewed in his like you know mole house basement, which was awful. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Now, maybe that's where he wants to stay, which great. If that's sure. where he wants to be, great. But I don't have a feeling that that's what was happening. I have a feeling Michael's like, you live in the basement. Goodbye. Mm-hmm. Um, he goes upstairs and was like, you could tell he was afraid he was going to say something to get somebody in trouble. And I yes. couldn't tell who this somebody in trouble was. Is it him? Because Michael says, you were a minor. You can't be. Well, he says, I that. didn't tell them about kicking down the stairs. Right. So who kicked her down the stairs? 
Now, I, I can't even. Nat- oh my Natalia God. did say that like Jacob would hold her and just drop her. Mm-hmm. So I'm led. I'm. It's not a far stretch from there that he might have kicked her down the stairs. Yeah. I I I, I think they just use this kid as like a punching bag. And, and I don't blame the kids here. No, I don't either. Are, I know from having two kids how easily you can manipulate children. Mm-hmm. It's real simple. They believe and if they're growing up in anything a house you say full of abuse, what they've learned is abuse. Yeah. And so yeah. I think some horrible things happened to Natalia. Mhm. Mhm. If the abuse was happening at the level at which it seems to have happened, I too would probably be sleeping with a knife under my bed. Yeah. And standing up in my room going, I'm waiting for you to go to sleep. And he said, so I could kill you. But I'm waiting for you to go to sleep so I can just be, no, I can go to sleep safely. But again, we only hear that from him. Him, So him. we don't yeah. know. We have no idea. Now, let me ask happened. you this. So yeah. he get okay. So he gets up the stairs. He says, I didn't tell them, oh. blah, blah, blah. Did you believe that it was a real hot mic moment? No, it felt very staged to me. It felt staged to me. Um, and the fact that Michael's like, don't worry, I, I basically implicated the shit out of your mother. And the phrasing of, I think I deserve to tell my story. I think I deserve to tell my truth. Mm-hmm. That it's, did not feel genuine. It felt no, staged. It felt really yeah. staged. Yep. Um, so I want to know what the, the down the stairs thing was. And I think there's a sexual abuse component to this that we're not talking about. I think that's the thing at the very end when he was holding I do the too. computer. I do too. Um, and that Fred Freddie Gill is that his name? Yeah. The other- oh, yeah. Oh, first of all, Oof. that was a that was a hoarder's level house right Let, there. Let's, let's talk about some of the cast of characters. It's Larry characters we have here. Yes, please. We have uh, Rachel, the self proclaimed nosy neighbor. We have Beth Karras, who we love, the New York prosecutor with the blonde hair. Mm-hmm. Um, Freddie Gibbs. I wrote he's a famous little person. Oh, that's another thing. I tried to look up if Natalia was referred to as a little person, and I believe she is. Mm-hmm. And that's how they refer to her in the documentary. So that's the term I'm going to use. Yes. And I did okay. some Googling and I think that mm-hmm. is the the one that people prefer these days. So I think mm-hmm. we're good with that. Plus I'm all about referring to people the way they refer to themselves. Yes. Yes. Um, Anna Gava, the mom. Okay. I truly believe she was born in 1979, which would only make her two years younger than me. And she looked my she look, age. She looks our age-ish. In yeah. recent interviews. Yes. Yeah. Um. Nicole DePaul is, oh, she's a real problematic potential adoptive mother who I looked up on Facebook and is all into QAnon. So there's that. Oh, Um, okay. Great. The Chicones, who were her previous adopting family. Judith, who's the potential adoptive mom who's super sweet. Yes. Yes. There was the sweet one and then the creepy one. Yes. The creepy one was the one who was alone. The sweet one was the one who had her husband with her. Yes. Yeah. No, no, no. The sweet one was alone. The one who was crying saying Natalia should have been my adopted daughter. Oh, yes. Okay. Yes. yes. Okay. She was sweet. And then Sue McCollum, the neighbor. That's who Sue I have McCollum. so far. I didn't get much further down Yeah. The list. So then we have the couple neighbor, the guy and yes. that they yes. seem to be a mismatched yes. pair. And then wait, was who else did we have there? We had Belly Button Gate, didn't we? Oh, we have Belly Button Gate. Mm-hmm. We'll get there. Mm-hmm. Um, all the people in Lafayette, mm-hmm. those yes. those strange yes. folks, and then eventually we get the nice the family, lawyers. the Natalia, the lawyers, and we that lawyer was a piece of work. Who I actually family, 
strangely found attractive, and I feel a little the, about you that. You mean Michael's lawyer? Michael's attorney. Uncle I Phil? thought he was, I Uncle thought he was Phil him. from Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. Yes. 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 Okay. yes. He looked like a younger, thinner Uncle Phil from Yes. yes. 100%. Yep. Yes. Um, I see it now. Okay. So the heart of this is Natalia's re-aging. So mm-hmm. let's talk about this. Yes. Okay. So they're starting to have issues with her. They're reporting that she's saying all these bizarre things. Again, we're only getting these things through Michael's lens. And so your way of handling this, let's say you have a child who is very dangerous. You you feel is very dangerous. Mm-hmm, let's, mm-hmm. let's accept Michael's story for a moment. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. We have this child in our house who we feel is a danger to our children. Mm-hmm. My first step is not to re-age the child so I can give her the boot. Right. My first step is to call social services and say, I need help or I can't keep this child in my home because they're a danger to my other children. Yes. Or like, the police. Just, or the police. Calling, calling somebody. Mm-hmm. But sitting there going, oh, I think the solution to this is to get, get it so we get her over the age of 18 and then we yeah, can give her the boot. Her up. Right. Well, so a couple things. I'm wondering, they say they were getting money for her. That's what I think this was all about. Yes. Because- um, because even if she's re-aged, she was on, I'm sure she was on social or social security disability. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. All that money went straight to Michael and he paid her bills, mm-hmm. supposedly. Mm-hmm. But like, she had no electricity for a while. Like, I don't trust that they no. were paying her bills. They didn't I give her either. food. Yeah. So, yeah. I think a lot of this was them getting the money for her. Yeah. And everything. So, so there's incidents like... The pubic hair. Mm-hmm. Again, only told through the lens of Michael and Christine. Right. No one else has confirmed this. No. No doctor. No. Nope. Nothing. Nothing. My first assumption, though, if I saw pubic hair on a person I assume to be six years old. Yeah. My first assumption wouldn't be that they're an adult. My mm-hmm. first assumption would be like, okay, get thee to a gynecologist, endocrinologist. Let's... Yeah. This child clearly has medical this child is clearly medical fra- medically fragile in some way shape or form yes it is not at all weird to think that there could be some endocrine issues happening here mm-hmm. that could have early onset puberty yes it, it's not the craziest thing in the world yes, yes and google when do girls usually get their period like the youngest is eight sure that's in quote-unquote normal healthy people mm-hmm I don't even know. We don't even know if she was having a period. Well, no. It, so I saw an interview with her, with her, the Dr. Phil interview. So we can jump to that just for a second. Okay. okay. The adoptive parents who seem lovely, her current lovely. family, mm-hmm. seem like lovely people, um, have confirmed and, and Natalia has confirmed she has never had her period. Oh, okay. And so she's supposedly 1920 now. She's never yeah. had her period. Well, Christine put a camera in her face for two seconds while she right. repeated the phrase, I have a period. Right. I feel she like. Even, like, come on, dude. Give us some context. This is like Johnny Depp Amber Heard all over again. Come on. I, I truly believe that Christine would just say, I need you to say this. And she would video her saying yeah. it. Yeah. Guys, again, I've raised two young children. They will do and say pretty much whatever you want them to. Yeah. Particularly like, if you're a child who's been bounced around a lot. Yes. Just yes. looking for stability and approval yes. and love. You're going to say whatever the hell you got to say to what yes. you think you will do to earn that. Yes. Or keep you out of trouble, particularly if this mm-hmm. woman's beating the shit out of you. If the mm-hmm. choice is I'm going to beat you up or you say, 
I need to read the Bible so I can get the evil people. I, I could stop wanting to hurt people. I'm going to yes. say whatever you tell me to say, if that's going to keep you from hitting me again. A hundred percent. A hundred percent. Done. So, so I don't know if we wrapped up Jacob with a bow, but let me just say, um, I feel really bad for that kid. I feel like he had such a promising future. Agreed. And it's been sidetracked by this nightmare. Mm-hmm. I think he is looking at his father through the lens of the lesser of two evils. Yep. I don't think he truly wants to be there. But the fact that he is there, I think, says what my where I land on Michael, which is you are an accomplice. You are an accomplice. You are you might be a passive accomplice. You sat mm-hmm. there and watched it happen. Yeah. But I don't think Michael abused the kid. Natalia, I just don't. Yeah, I don't know. I, I don't, I don't know. And I don't the think Christine I think- hit her. I think it was all psychological. Mm. I really do. Yeah, it's it's possible. Um, Does she say in the Dr. Phil episode if she was abused? Does she confirm this? Um, She she said in the trial that she was abused. Mm-hmm. Um, And I don't remember the details of, of how she went, where she went with it. Um, but I mean, she says like, take the electric fence incident. Yes. She says that she tripped. Yes. And then Christine started trying to scream as if Natalia was pulling her. Yes. Natalia is not pulling someone to a fence. Right. And that's what that lovely, that Judith, the potential adopted mom who was Mm -hmm. so great yeah. Was saying she's like this is a little, little person i am a little person i can't right. pull somebody that size down to the ground yeah yeah and actually i thought that was really compelling to have someone else who was a little person maybe not with the exact same mm-hmm, mm-hmm. you know in you know incarnation of being a little person but but to give the perspective of like this is what it means to exist in the body of this stature yes and with these issues like yes. natalia doesn't have grip on her hands no no like she so they they take her and they get her aged up so part of this aging up begins with detective klaus Mm -hmm. so according to michael christine and natalia were always having these michael calls them who are you fights right where christine was trying to basically like force natalia to admit to be that she wasn't who she says she was that she was older than she says she was again this is like a seven or eight year old kid who's like what are you talking about yeah, and at seven or eight, if I was going to be doing Who Am I, it was whoever I was pretending to be, like, in La La Land, like, yeah. I'm a fairy princess. Yeah. yeah, so weird. Yeah. Like, again, Jacob uses as evidence for this, well, she said the Ukraine, she said Ukraine was sunny all, or summer all year round. Uh, again, she was five when she left right. Ukraine. So, My kids would say that shit about Scranton. Right, yeah. Like, like maybe she left in August, and so for her yeah. whole life... Or the last couple months. Yeah. We have no idea. She lived in some sort of orphanage. We have no idea what that was like. We've heard about the Russian orphanages. By the way, it really annoyed me that everyone kept saying the Ukraine. It's I know. I know. I just did it like unconsciously. Yeah, because we we did it for so long. It's like also saying the Dominican Republic. Yep. It's Ukraine. It's it's Ukraine. Um, And the fact that, you know, some woman came and spoke to her in Ukrainian and she didn't recognize it. Well, she'd been here for supposedly like two years at that point. If you don't hear that language at all, 
Plus, who knows how many people are even speaking to her in this institution? Right. Like, and and somebody said on Reddit, which, you know, take this with a grain of salt, that something like she was actually, they dug up something that this was actually a Russian orphanage uh, in Ukraine. Okay. So people would have been speaking Russian, which right. is similar, but di- different enough yeah. that she would not have recognized it. So, yeah. I don't know. This it's just the the evidence is flimsy that she's it older. It is. So anyway, so during one of these fights, Christine decides the punishment is until you tell me, you're gonna have to sleep outside. Yes. Again, a child. A child. Uh, somebody with special needs. Right. Okay. Ugh. So this is a woman who runs a special needs camp for kids, and she's right. It has a foundation for autistic kids. Yeah. Outside. So. Eventually, a neighbor calls the cops. This detective Klaus shows up. Okay. And according to Michael, this detective is like, oh, you're the ones in real danger here. This little person is going to murder all of you. So here's what you need to do. I'm not going to take her. I'm not going to arrest her or put her anywhere. I think you should get her re-aged. Mm-hmm. And ship her out of your house. Mm Mm-hmm. And... So this is interesting. So according to Michael, Detective Klaus does some investigative work and comes back and says, like, you know, things aren't adding up. Ukraine uh, adoptions are super sketchy. Here's a lawyer. You need to contact this dude, whatever. Right. Detective Klaus is dead. He died in 2015. We can't Mm -hmm. ask him anything. The 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 overseer of Detective Klaus, whoever that would be, the captain, the marshal, mm-hmm. the president, I don't whatever. The supervisor, this, whoever is this the dude, this dude, the assistant to the man, the assistant to the regional manager. Yes. He's, he's like, look, I went through all of Detective Klaus's notes from these conversations with these people, and never can I verify what they're saying. Mm-hmm. However, I have this email that Detective Klaus sent to social services saying she is a child. Yeah. That she has baby teeth. She has baby teeth. <laughs> okay, teeth. Wait, whole... hold on. I have something. Okay. This is breaking. This is from, I found this site. I sent it to Amanda. I'll put it in the show link or the show notes. Justice for Natalia Grace. It is a blog that is like a timeline of everything. Yeah. And it was existing long before this. Yeah. 2019 is the date on it. So the, according to the site, May 31st, 2011. Christine Barnett takes Natalia Grace to Easy Dental. Oh God, that's a bad name. Yeah, that's for the not purpose a good start. for the purpose of an estimate of Natalia's age. Natalia is examined. Dental X-rays are taken. Records show Christine Barnett was advised that Natalia was between eight or nine years of age at that mm-hmm. time. Uh, July twenty fifth, twenty twelve. So a little over a year later. Um, a different dental place taken records show that dental x-ray taken by Dr. Ronald Deckard states that based upon the dental x-rays, Natalia was between six and nine years old. So there we go. Yeah. Two dentists are saying this kid still has baby teeth. And that's or really like, easy. I mean, you take or, a picture you know, of the jaw, yeah. you see like all the adult teeth are there. Like it's really yes. easy to see. Yes. Yep. If it's dentists, a baby mouth. Look, dentists can figure out when you fucking die. They can yeah. figure out this shit. Like, yeah, de- yeah. Mm-hmm. dentists know way more than we give them credit for. So, yes, yeah, I, do. I tr- there's nothing about this that would have made me go, I need to re-age this child unless I had a nefarious plan. Yes. 
But I, I'm I'm bringing this up because I want to come back to your original point of what do you do if you have a kid yeah. that's out of hand? So Detective Klaus is the only cop that's ever brought into this. Mm-hmm. And he's only brought into this through a third party. Yep. So I have witnessed this a lot in my work with gun violence survivors, like just mm-hmm. researching school shootings and stuff. A lot of times parents are fucked when they have a kid that they can't yeah. control. There's no but, way like to... this happened with the Sandy Hook parents, you know, mm-hmm. with the, the mother and father of the shooter. But I think that anyone would advise you get a police report on record mm-hmm. like, you know, because that's going to strengthen your case. Yeah. So if every time she was doing something weird, they called the police yeah. and they had a record of that. Now we have a paper like, trail. Yeah, but they're not and... doing that. No, they just ship her off to some state hospital, which we know state hospitals are never great Mm-mm. or very, very rarely great. Not to cast aspersions on all. There might be a good one out there. But generally yeah, speaking, sure. state mental hospitals are not not a great place to they're work. Overwhelmed. They're, they're overwhelmed. They're overwhelmed and they're understaffed. Yeah. Exactly. And underfunded and all this. I'm mm-hmm. not saying they have nefarious intentions. It's just yeah, the, right. the way it, it works out. They send her to this hospital. The hospital's like, there was people at the hospital saying that she was sexually aggressive with people. I have something to say about that too, but go on. Okay. I, I think, I think that that's proof that someone was sexually abusing her. Cause again, I agree. children I agree. don't yes, know they to repeat. do that. They repeat, they repeat. what happens then, mm-hmm. which is what I do think Michael sexually abused her. I do. It is very common. Again, I work in the mental health field. I'm a yep. mental health writer. It's very common that kids repeat sexual abuse. Mm-hmm. If they are sexually abused. Okay. Like exactly. the first thing I thought of when she was rolling around these boys in the grass or whatever mm-hmm. is this kid was sexually abused. Right. Did that happen at the Barnett home? Did that happen before? Did it happen? We don't know. In the I feel like Bill- it happened in the Barnett house. I do too. And I don't know if it was Michael or if it was some of the kids, but if it was the kids, then where are they learning it? Like, yeah, yeah, some- yeah. That was real sketch. But she said in the Dr. Phil interview, she had been at about 30, she'd been with about 30 families between the first family and the Barnett's. Mm-hmm. So who the hell knows what happened in any of those homes? Um, and I just want to go on record saying, I don't love Dr. Phil. He's oh, I don't either. real problematic. He's re- however. He glimmers of good things to say, but generally yes, speaking, However, he, he did well with this interview, I feel mm-hmm. like, and did well in this area. And he believes that she was a child. Yep. Yeah, I do too. Mm-hmm. I, I, I do too. I do yeah, too. I, until until I kind of rewatched it and sat with it, and and particularly saw the Doctor Phil interview versus what she looked like when she got mm-hmm. to the Barnetts. Mm-hmm. If I saw Natalia at the age she was when she got to the Barnetts, I will admit I probably would have had no idea how to age her. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I would have thought maybe like twelve, thirteen. I wouldn't think twenty-two. No, no. But and maybe I, I wouldn't think 6'2". Or 6 also. I don't I know. I don't know. 6'2". No, not, <laughs> not that. Um, and then comparing her to the other child who also had, like... Yeah. Okay. So the, you're talking about Elva Reyes and right. her daughter. Okay. So Elva Reyes, another, another Michael point that I can shoot to fucking hell here. Yeah. Is... Elva Reyes comes over. She's one, her daughter's one of the only children in the state that have Mm -hmm. the exact condition as Natalia. They come over, they have a play date. Elva Reyes never comes back. 
Now, did Alvarez never come back because of Michael? Right. Because the whole family (laughs) was crazy. And she's like, well, you know, to think that my daughter was playing with someone who's so much older. I'm like, okay, first of all, there's nothing. That's not the weirdest thing in the world. No. And second of all, how do we know Christine wasn't standing there saying, look at the difference between them. Look at the, you know what I mean? Trying to create it. I mean, when I was, when I was Natalia's age, her, if her actual age, let's assume she was six. My grandparents had a neighbor who was in graduate school. She was like 30. Every mm-hmm. time I came to visit my grandparents, all I wanted to do was hang out with Judy and she would come and play with me. Like, yes. And she it's was lovely. Fun. And it was yeah. so excited every year I got to see Judy. Like, it's not the weirdest thing in the world for a nice adult to spend time with a child. Yes. And then all of a sudden they're like, I can't believe it. It's like, yes, it's weird. Yeah. So she gets reaged through this court where this judge just in Tippecanoe County Yep. Just kind of takes this family doctor's word for it. Pretty Without much. any like bone testing, Mm-mm. none of the dental records, none nope. of the things. He's just nope. like, eh, sure. 22 looks good. Cool. He says, well, since you stop aging at 18 and right. she hasn't, or you stop you growing stop at growing. 18 and she hasn't grown since then, which I looked up and that's bullshit. She absolutely had. Um, no, but I looked up like you don't stop growing at 18. Oh, no. No. Most people do, but not everyone. I stopped at 12, but you know. Yeah, I know. I stopped at like six. But, <laughs> like my husband will tell anyone who's listening that he grew two inches his senior year of high school. Mm-hmm. So like, you know, definitely people still grow. Mm-hmm. Um, He decides, eh, 22 is good enough. Okay, so now she's 22 and this is, the year is 2012. And they immediately decide, we got to get this girl out of the house. And they get her an apartment in Westfield, Indiana. Right. Wow. Nice. Yeah. What you're hearing are the sounds of people everywhere putting on Bomba socks, underwear, and T-shirts made from absurdly soft materials that feel like plush clouds. Yeah, that plush. And the best part? For every item you purchase, Bombas donates another to someone facing homelessness. Bombas, big comfort for everyone. Go to bombas.com slash ACAST and use code ACAST for 20% off your first purchase. That's bombas.com slash ACAST, code ACAST. This episode is brought to you by BetterHelp. You guys know I'm a huge fan of therapy, but what you may not know is you don't need to be in crisis to get help. See, we all carry around stressors, big and small, whether it's stuff at work, stuff with our kids, caring for our parents, even navigating friendships. Therapy is a safe place to work through those challenges. Therapy has also been a lifeline as I parent my teenage daughters. Working through some of my own stuff has made me a better mom. If you're thinking of starting, give BetterHelp a try. It's entirely online and it's designed to fit your schedule. BetterHelp matches you with a licensed therapist who fits your needs. And you can switch therapists at any time for no additional charge. Get it off your chest with BetterHelp. Visit BetterHelp.com slash Little Miss Recap today to get 10% off your first month. That's BetterHelp, H-E-L-P dot com slash Little Miss Recap. And now, then we get all the neighbors some, watching yeah, her. Here's some big problems. Okay. First of all, I got the sense that it was low income housing. Agreed. Okay. Agreed. Yet the Barnetts have all this money. Right. Mm-hmm. I think I don't think they would spend a penny on her other than the money that they got from the state. And now, if she's twenty-two, 
all of her like all of her care and money and all that stuff is is changing from adult child to adult mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I, I know people who have children who are adults over the age of 21 but who are disabled enough that they get ssi mm-hmm. and all that stuff um so i have a question for you because i heard yeah. on another podcast somebody say oh pa- parents of special needs kids all get money is that true because no, I feel a, like they do not. No, I, your child okay. has to be a special, like just it has because to be a just debilitating, because like, right? Just because yeah. you're on the autism spectrum doesn't mean all of a sudden the government's like handing you a check every month. Well, when this person, because if that's the case, like, every kid in America would have autism. I'm like, yeah, why I'm not? Like, I'm like, wait a minute, here is the government that nice to people? No. <laughs> I can't imagine. No, and so, I have a friend whose daughter is 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 autistic nonverbal will never live alone all of that Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. this child got money from the government as a child but like the amount of work they had to do to get this child i don't want to give people's names away like even set up for medicaid and yeah yeah yeah. this is not like oh hi doctor i have an autism diagnosis hand me some money like right it's not how this works yeah like I feel like the government should be helping people. Agreed, but you that's know what a whole I mean? other that's, that's a whole, a whole other, other podcast, podcast for us. <laughs> so <laughs> things the government should do. Coming up next on Lonely <laughs> Um so I just that won't feel get us like, canceled by anybody. <laughs> I just feel like this like they dropped this okay. So the neighbors start talking about her. Mm-hmm. And the things that they're describing are things a kid would do. In my she's opinion. showing up in my house. She's asking for no food. boundaries. Just walking no in. No boundaries. Walking in. Typical of a six or seven year old, in my right. opinion, or an eight year old. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Like, mm-hmm. and so imagine this. Here I am at a development uh, apartment complex. Some little person keeps showing up at my door, walking in my house, asking for food. I haven't seen their parents for months. Mm-mm. They smell bad. Mm-hmm. I'm actually having questions. Like one of the people said, I I couldn't tell if she was able to actually change her clothes because of her disability. Okay. So was that, um, so there were two men here. Yeah. One was the mechanic dude who they always filmed like changing a tire. Right. Mechanic. Right. And then the other guy was the married guy. The married. Seemed dorky kind of looking young dude. and kind of cool. Yeah. 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 Like hipster dorky kind of guy. Yeah. It was one Honestly. of those two who said this. I, I think, think it, it was, was the hipster dorky guy. Oh, whatever. Okay. It was one of them. Doesn't matter. Someone said she didn't, that she smelled bad, wondered if she could actually change her own clothes. You're I right. I think it was happening. the hipster dude. You're right. I see this happening. I'm calling social services. Didn't I don't care if I think there's, I think somebody did. I think somebody did, but I'm going to keep calling till I get this, this person help. Even if I believe they're 22, I mm-hmm. see this disabled. Mm-hmm. This differently abled person, little person, apparently struggling with activities of daily living. Yeah. Which activity, my father's a physician. Activities of daily living are like the question every yes. social service doctor, everyone's bar. asking, can you, bar. Mm-hmm. can you bathe yourself? Can you feed yourself? Can-? She couldn't reach the stove. Yeah. Like, yeah. She couldn't reach the the washing machine. Like and Sue Grafton, who loves her, or Sue, Sue Grafton—that's the author. <laughs> Sue McCollum. 
So Grafton comes in and Stephen King is like, what's up? Bill <laughs> <laughs> McCollum, who's a neighbor who loves herself a good Eiffel Tower. Yes, she does, because I have that same one in my home. Um, she's like, I had to help her carry the groceries in while right. her mother sat in, what was it, a Cadillac? Yes, and watched. Watched. Wow. That's... And then Sue, but Sue then turns on her. Sue at first seemed like sympathetic very nice yeah and then she was like well this little this little person wouldn't leave me alone okay let me just say let me i got sue's number okay okay tell me me about sue sue is of my grandmother's generation okay Okay. um sue is probably now what maybe in her late 70s probably they don't like people who don't have boundaries like my gram would say that person is forward like if you (laughs) walk in my gram's house even me, if I went in my Graham's house and just opened the fridge, I would never do that. Oh, I wow. would say, Graham, can I open the fridge? Can I see what you have to eat? Oh, wow. That, it's, like a, yeah. it's like a decorum thing. It's okay. like real, real strange. Yeah. So I, I think Sue was like, oh, this person doesn't have boundaries. Bad right. manners. So there's something wrong with them. Bad manners. Mm-hmm. Bad mm-hmm. raisin. Mm-hmm. You know. Bad raisin. Exactly. Yeah. So also, the rolling, the rolling around. Child down. I know. The rolling around in the grass. The mm-hmm. talking to the little boy. Again, all of this, the rolling around in the grass and the sexual stuff, we don't know that they that it was sexual. No. She could have just been like, I, I, who knows? The rolling around the grass to me isn't weird at all. I remember being six years old and rolling around in the grass. Like, you find yes. a hill, you and a bunch yes. of friends lie down and go down. But this again, you fun. have to remember that this, the well has been poisoned. Mm-hmm. Right? Like, once you guys know how neighborhoods are. Yep. Once one or two old ladies start sitting on their porch talking about, you know, this one has bad manners and watch out for this one and da da da, it spreads like wildfire and people and now start everyone's looking at this shit. kid with a with a winky eye like, what's yeah. happening with this child or adult? 100%. Now, now if Christine's running around going, this is an adult. Now, yeah. now I'm getting weirded out. Maybe. Well, and and Natalia is telling people that she's 22 because that's right. what she's been told. Yep. Christine coached her and like made her yes. practice saying, hi, yes. I'm Natalia. I'm 22. Then we see the phone call where Natalia calls the cops on herself and says, I'm stalking my neighbor. Right. And I'm afraid I'm going to hurt them. Natalia has come out and said that Christine made her do that. Yep. I believe that a hundred percent. We see phone calls, phone exchanges, social media exchanges between Michael mm-hmm. and Christine laughing at her. Yeah. Oh, the power hasn't been on in three days. The neighbors are going to do this. Wipe her phone. Do this. Do that. Don't let her be able to call social services. It's bad. It's it is incriminating bad. Are... and it's real bad. Isolating her. Mm-hmm. Even mm-hmm. if she's an adult, what they're doing to her is abusive. Mm-hmm. I don't yes. believe she's an adult, but even as an adult, she's abusive. I remember the first time my mother stayed out at night, not overnight, but like was out of the house i was home alone mm-hmm. and it was dark out and you're an only child and so i'm an only child you. so it's just yes. me i remember this vividly i was 11 or 12 mm-hmm. i could see the couch i made the mistake of watching unsolved mysteries my mother comes home Girl. and he's sitting with a steak knife in my hand like the 70 yeah. steak knife that wouldn't have hurt yeah. a fly but i'm like yeah. ah! and she's like okay what 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 has happened here? <laughs> Something has gone wrong. I was that terrified and I knew my mother was coming home in a couple of hours. Yes. This child lived in an apartment by themselves 
mm-hmm. for months and months. Mm-hmm. How, like, it makes me almost want to, like, how scared was she? How scared was she? How, I just, and, you know, she's not mad. Like, you no. don't see her and she's mad because she doesn't know better. No. Like, she's just going, she's trying, she is trying to go along to get along, hoping these people will take her back. Mm-hmm. Will treat her well, you know what yeah. I mean? And yeah. this is what abusers do to people. Like yeah, they make they brainwash you to think if you fall in line, yep. the abuse will end. And then in one of the interviews, she's like, I just wanted to go back. Where'd you want to go? I wanted to go to Christine's house. Which then people yeah. are like, Well, if it was so abusive, why would she want to go there? I'm like, because she wanted to be with a family. And this, this was the one she had available. But that's why I feel like it wasn't physically abusive. Because first Maybe. of all, we never saw, no one ever reported seeing bruises on her, ever. True, true. And if she was beaten at that level. Yeah. I think it was just psychological abuse. It could be. Which could be way worse. Oh, yeah. I Yeah, yeah. Like if somebody's gaslighting you and manipulating you, mm-hmm. like, and curating what you're saying to people, like that's... Yeah. That's You're, diabolical. The, the day that you can't trust your own memories of your own experience is the mm-hmm. day that you just don't have, you don't have a touchstone anymore. I you agree. don't have your grounding. Yeah. And yep. she can't trust any of the experiences she's had as no. a child. No. And the family she's with now are like, she's the best older mm-hmm. sister. Like yeah. they show a picture of her holding one of the babies and mm-hmm. you can just, it's the sweetest little picture. It's the picture of every older sibling holding their new baby. Like, <gasps> Yes. We have a baby. And she's loving and wonderful and she doesn't even seem angry. No. She she does want them held accountable though. Good. They should She wants them to go to jail. They're never going to go to jail. And we'll get to that horrifying miscarriage of justice. Yeah. So anything else on the Westfield apartment before we move to Lafayette? No, let's go to Lafayette because that's where stuff gets real dark. Is Belly Button in Lafayette? Belly Button's in Lafayette. Okay. Belly Button Gate comes up. You just in don't look happy to talk about Belly Button Gate. That was that was All a right, thing that will never leave my brain. <laughs> so she so okay. So at this point, the oldest son Jacob is asked to come to Canada mm-hmm. to complete his master's degree or whatever. Why they it's had 14. to move the entire family for a year instead of one of the parents going is super right. weird to me. But whatever. I mean, no, they're I, trying I to get out of the country. They're trying to get out of the country. If, because if, if there's, if some institute in Canada wants Jacob, there are other institutes in the U.S. that want, they live, they lived in Indiana. There are a million great universities in Indiana that could have potentially yes. wanted this child. Yes, yes. Um, but let's, let's imagine for a moment, you, you are a married person with children. Yes. If one of your girls had an opportunity to go do something that would change their life for the better for a year, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. you wouldn't move all four of you. You would probably go with them. I would go because I work remotely. You can work anywhere. You come back on weekends. So you could see Timmy and the girls and all that stuff. Yes. And you just get through a year of it. Yeah. I wouldn't like my other child. Right. Right. So weird. And believe me, there are times I would have loved to have crossed that border and stayed there. Sure. We just didn't do it. Okay. So they, they stick her in an apartment in Lafayette. Indiana, this which Christine is... describes as a white trash town. Right. Now, which, having grown ways, up in a white trash town, I'm really angry about that. Yes. Yeah, Back off. A garbage person. <laughs> Second of all, 
Lafayette, Indiana. Okay, West Lafayette is where Purdue University is. Mm-hmm. My best friend's mm-hmm. son goes there. I've visited. Mm-hmm. It's a beautiful town. Yeah. Are there seedy parts of town? Of course there are. There's seedy parts of every town. Well, that's what pisses me off. Like when I say I'm from White Trash, like this is a blue collar town and I love it. Right. Like that yes. is, there's something real about those towns. Mm-hmm. Those are real people working real hard. To yep. support themselves and raise their families and fuck you, Christine Barnett. I too was Go back born to in Amish a blue collar town, a, a former mm-hmm. like Bethlehem Steel town. Like yes, yes, yeah. yes, same deal. But it, so she gets there, she puts her in this apartment in this dilapidated looking house. Mm-hmm. This house alone is sketch. Well, when he was starting to describe what was nearby, I was a little like, mm. yeah, <laughs> I'm like. And he's like, it's a two block walk to like, basically, you know, the handy mart so she can buy mm-hmm. bags of chips. Like, this is not a place you can go grocery shopping. Yeah. Um, it's right next to the Salvation Army. It's right next to the He's like, yeah, like, the Salvation Army's there. I'm like, yeah, like that's, that's and, not a ringing endorsement. And look, I understand that might sound crass. Like, oh, you shouldn't live next to a Salvation Army. We are looking at it through the lens of a woman. When you are a woman, you mm-hmm. have to be real cognizant of where you live and where right. you can move through the world. Yes. And this- when there's, you know, sketchy areas, as a woman, you t- this is a young, defenseless woman. Yes. If, if, if we're going to believe what he supposedly believed, that she was an adult, mm-hmm. she is a defenseless young woman who has, has spent one year out in the world by herself. And now you put her in this house that has... 16 stairs going up and those are some rickety ass looking stairs i would fall down those stairs yeah those stairs would scare the bejesus out of me yeah on the regular Mm -hmm. and then you put her on the second floor of this house so we need to go like 16 stairs up Mm -hmm. in the house but then like a bunch of stairs to even get to the house Mm -hmm. these steps looked honest to god these steps look so high because they were like inconsistently high i'm not sure her legs could easily get up there like, and think about her, like, trying to walk to the handy mart and back. Right. She's bra- Think of her trying to carry, not a, not a ton of groceries, a quart of milk. I know. Up I know. those stairs. She, she couldn't have done it. And then we have, you know, sketch neighbors, mm-hmm. strip club mm-hmm. right around the corner with the trash mm-hmm. flowing by. It Like, this is not the place where you put a disabled person to be set up for success in the way that michael talked about it. he's like we put her in this centrally located place so she would mm-hmm, have access mm-hmm, to everything mm-hmm. bullshit michael bullshit um and then so, we have belly button gate all right let's get it out of the way trigger warning belly trigger button warning, go. belly button gate now so we, was it not a hernia well no i think it was about, a hernia first talk about who the belly button was attached to so <laughs> and okay first of all i just want to i want to to have been there with the producers who were like okay dude we need to interview you no really keep your shirt off that'd be great and um also we're going to film you from an angle that makes it look like you're not wearing pants either <laughs> i had to rewatch it multiple times to be like does yeah. this man have pants on yeah, yeah. he did have was, pants on he had jeans bad. on that were about mm-hmm. to go right right off his hips because he didn't have much in the way of hips so he's a neighbor who steered clear of natalia because, because? because of some previous trouble with um sexual Mm -hmm. assault of children so he's not allowed to be with a certain yeah yeah, certain distance of children oh god so again you're placing a differently abled young small girl 
near in a neighborhood where pedophiles live with a registered sex offender mm-hmm, mm-hmm. around the corner great mm-hmm. awesome mm-hmm. and then we start interviewing him and actually if Do not no, say he's not a bad guy no he's a oh. bad guy <laughs> but, like, no, he's, <laughs> he's a bad guy but he the way he talked about her like didn't seem nefarious it did like he yeah i agree i agree he just was like i stayed the hell away I from stayed that the hell away from that and yeah. it looked bad yeah. uh, all i could see was something seemed wrong here and if this yeah. man thinks something seems wrong something's wrong because he knows what wrong looks like <laughs> but the belly button situation so it from what i understand it was an umbilical hernia mm-hmm. but it looked like do you remember those things that we had in the eighties? You would win at a at a fair that were like filled with goo. Yes. And you could like yes, yes, like, like almost look like you're milking. A, I wish people could see me doing the it. Minute, but like, the minute you said that, I knew exactly what you're talking that's, about. That's it. Mm-hmm. Kind of looked like one was trying to birth its way out of his mm-hmm, belly button, mm-hmm. but it was skin yeah. colored. Yeah, it was so disturbing. Get, get thee to an internal in, internalist. Get thee uh, to an internalist. internalist. Yeah, get thee to somebody because you need a hernia mm-hmm. surgery, my friend. Like, yeah. this is not good. It's he not was good. in prison with that. He's got to be in pain. That can't be good. And no one wants to see it. They should have made the man put a shirt on. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. the producers did him dirty. And yeah, yeah, that thing can never be unseen. Okay, we have now completed belly button game. Okay, we're done. Yeah, thank so God. then there's a woman there. The woman with the, the nose ring. Yes. Yes. Who's real pissed off at Christine Barnett. <laughs> She's real p- Okay, first of all, we need to talk about and her. she has 75 cats, and I love it. 75 cats. I'm here for that. I can't imagine what her house smells like. Six mm-hmm. children and more crosses than I have ever seen on oh one wall God. in my life. What was that? <laughs> I was like, okay, so when we first meet her. She's, she's like in her dining room. Yeah, and she's like nursing a baby or holding a holding baby. Holding a baby, yeah. And she's like, this is a woman who adopts a lot of needy things. Okay. Yep. This is Babies. a woman I admire. This is I a woman too. who we need more of. Earth. Yes. She's, she's a little weird, but she is if salt she, of the earth. If she is Christian, which I feel like she is. I feel like she is as well. She is a Christian who walks the walk. Because mm-hmm. this woman takes people in, pets in. She loves. She She's a caretaker. Yes. Okay, and so that's the image we get of her. She's appalled by what has happened to Natalia. Yes. She believes Natalia is young. She can't believe Christine ditched her. Then we get the shot of her. And it goes real exorcist kind of vibes. Yes. <laughs> where she's like looking real angry. And there's just an entire wall of crucifix. <laughs> and I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> And it looks like like I was reminded of the monks that used to whip themselves. Like, yes. I, I, like is she giving herself lashes in this? Is oh there an God. altar? I don't know what's going on. There's a lot happening in that house. And then when mm-hmm. she was interviewed as part of the deposition or part of the trial, whatever it was, and her husband's was like ready. She was pissed. And then her husband's ready to get in on here. And I'm like, wait, wait, wait. Oh. We need to do a reenactment. Okay. Reenactment. Okay. I'll okay. be the wife. You be the husband. Okay. So she's like, yeah. So I thought Natalia was, you know, young and, you know, whatever. No, no, what are you, what are you, don't, what are you doing there? Oh, shut up. You, you shut up. up. You, you shut up. You don't, don't, don't you shut up. You don't talk to my wife that way. Don't, don't you do <laughs> I'm like, what is happening? <laughs> this, this is not normal protocol. I'm kind of glad that <sighs> this happened during COVID time. So we got videos like that because they had to do it over Zoom. 
I'm glad some of that exists. Oh, in in a very very dark documentary, this was a ray of light. Her and her husband fighting. Yes. Okay, with her nose ring and her bad lipstick. Oh, bless her heart. She was great. So while she while Natalia is in Lafayette, she meets this family that eventually takes her in. Correct. Mm -hmm. Yes. And the family, I forget their last name. Mans. M A N S. The Mans. And they're Mm -hmm. like, this was clearly a kid who could not take care of herself. And moved her in within like three days. And so Michael's like, why would you take someone in like that in three days? Mm -hmm. What is your, Mm -hmm. I'm like, because they see a child suffering and they're good people. Yeah. And then Michael's like, suddenly the social security checks were going to somebody else. Well, suddenly all of her money was going to somebody else. Yeah. Because the money follows the person. Just had this conversation with my friend because Mm -hmm. for a multitude of reasons, they wound up moving to a different state because they all this stuff yeah and they're like oh now that we know the money goes with the person we actually have some freedom but we don't want to leave doesn't really matter yeah, but yeah yeah the money goes with natalia natalia can if she's really 22 she can say mm-hmm. i want my money to go to these people mm-hmm. and there's nothing that michael can do about it no nope you know so then we get the lawyers okay so michael and christine at this point are charged I don't know. We how also that need to happens. say they're di- they're divorced, 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 divorced. Yeah, but how, divorced. Did, how did they get charged? I forget. Um, it was for abandonment. It must have been. Yeah, but like, who called on them? Like, what was the impetus? I think the man's the, family had to have the man's. Okay, I think so. So, in the meantime, Michael and Christine are in the middle of this real nasty Ooh, divorce. This is yeah. twenty fourteen, right? They're Despite getting the divorced. fact that they were the happiest married couple that ever lived Mm -hmm. according to michael there's some real weird shit going on with christine she's sending um like nudes to other people which is fine whatever but like it's backing up on michael's cloud (laughs) and he's getting all of them right and she's using this to torture him and i think that i think he did that on purpose i think he was stalking her Mm -hmm. agreed and he's obsessed with her agreed and you know he pretty much says like she was calling him back with se- with sex mm-hmm. and you know yeah, she was trying to lure him, him back or control him with sex yeah it, much like controlling someone with cake manipulating someone with cake like angela do michael, not manipulate me with cake michael you can manipulate me with you cake. can manipulate me with cake 100%. real quick um so they're getting a divorce that that's happening christine is keeping the two younger boys Michael has doesn't take Jacob at this point. Jacob goes to live in New Orleans, from what I understand. Which I'm I'm guessing he was in a university or something somewhere. mm -hmm. So they're charged. Mm -hmm. And the fifth or sixth episode is called Barnett versus Barnett. And it is ugly. It is ugly. And And now we have people like Freddie Gill coming into our lives. (sighs) He's a lot of something. Freddie so, Gill. Oh, go ahead. I he was a character. <laughs> I, I'm gonna ignore the hoarder's house and all that. We're gonna just ignore some of the easy mm-hmm, mm-hmm. low-hanging fruit here to pick on. Mm-hmm. So supposedly, supposedly Christine reached out to him to make friends with another little person so she could supposedly better be a better mother. But okay. he's kind of popular or famous. He's, he is. He's some sort of musician. Yes. Okay. Um, apparently real good with the ladies he went into a lot of detail about his skills in certain areas oh amanda he had a woman throw herself against a wall 
because of too many orgasms. Too many orgasms. The wall. Sorry. Yes. Yes. Mm -hmm, Yes. mm -hmm. I mean, that sounds like a terrible problem to have. I know. You know how that happens all the time. All the time. Men giving us so many orgasms. Yeah. Anyway. Um, Anyway. Not that dude. Not that dude. dude. Um, And so then she starts supposedly making the conversation sexual. Mm Mm-hmm. And he goes in on it because mm-hmm. I'm thinking he's just using this for some some solo enjoyment time. And and they Fine. show the messages like he yeah. has, he has the receipts. He has the receipts. Yeah. Yeah. Um, because as part of the investigation, they did discovery into all of Christine and all of Michael's social media. So now we have the whole Freddie Gill thing available for us. Which and is we also see that Christine was banging a bunch of other dads while yeah. she was running that daycare. So, yeah, Christine yeah. was Christine was very busy. Yes. How would she have had time to abuse a child? She was very busy. She was banging dads in Tim Horton's parking lot. Yes. Oh, God. Mm-hmm. And... It's just so funny the way he described it. She was he, Michael describes it. She was so gorgeous and so sex. She looked like an average mom to me. Yeah, yeah. not bad, not good. She just looked yeah. like a person. Eh, okay. um, I mean, we all like what we like. But so Freddie Gill says that Christine tried to fix him up with Natalia. Yeah, I believe that. Mm-hmm. And Freddie Gill's like, look, I'm going to summarize. That. Okay, I'm going to summarize. Yeah, please. Freddie Gill's like, my dick is so huge, I'm not wasting it on a little person. Basically. Even I am a little person. Oh, yeah, he was I'm not clear. wasting He's like, this I don't... big, huge baby arm on a little person. <laughs> like, yeah. This guy is insufferable. I hate He's him. Terrible. But I also mm-hmm. found him delightfully entertaining but he's horrible i I mean you know you need the the cast of characters here yes yes so now let's just fast well no we'll save the end scene for the end okay so michael's on trial so we meet his lawyers one of them looks just like uncle phil from fresh fresh bell-air who i was strangely attracted to and uncomfortable he's a very good looking man he's a good looking man and he had like a a good like swagger about him that he had like a take charge yeah 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 so I I want to know what this guy thought of Michael. Because oh, he was too. he was playing the good defense. I mean, the thing is, I believe I believe deeply in people's right to quality defense. The only way of our course. justice system works mm-hmm. is if people get a full opportunity to be defended. That's why I believe in public defenders. All Agreed. of this. Pub, public def- defense attorneys all the time defend people they know are guilty. Yes. They have to. It's fine. They I have to. That to me is not a moral question at all. I'm mm-hmm. dying to know what this guy thought of Michael because he gave a great defense. He yeah. ran a great. He ran a great show. Great yeah. show being trial. Like he got. Well, it. again, he knows what Michael has told him. A right. He also knows what is documented. So yeah. in that podcast I listened to with my hero Beth Karras, yes. she was saying like her legal background. She went into this case just looking at the documents, the legal okay. documents. And it's hard to ignore that two judges ruled that this person was to be aged up, you know, yeah. like you have to do it. So she understands, but she was also like, you know, the converse of that is there's no police reports. Right. There's no, like, there's no incident reports around yeah. any of this. So this lawyer is getting a lot of what Michael's telling him. So mm-hmm. what he's seeing documented is the age thing. Yep. He's seeing Christine's Facebook history and how manic she is and crazy she is. Mm-hmm. And he's hearing Michael's point of view and seeing his performative, you know, like, wah, wah, wah. Oh, my God. The, the, the so ability that's that that's what man he's has building this on. 
to turn on tears is like mm-hmm. nothing I've ever mm-hmm. seen. I know. I know. It's so horrible. But that's what this dude is building this case mm-hmm. on. So and he built a great case. He built a case that depended entirely yep. on the judge saying they were not allowed to it's talk good. about the reaging. Yep. This is a horrific miscarriage of justice, in my opinion. Agreed. Agreed. You can't, you cannot have a conversation about Natalia Barnett without discussing the potential that her age is incorrect. You just yes. cannot. Period. So, so Michael and Christine are being charged with abandoning an adult, which mm-hmm. is very different. Yeah. It's still horrible, but it's, it's not It's still the horrible, same. but it's very different. And yep. the, the judge literally says, I am not going to go against that other judge. Mm-hmm. You are not to say the words aged, you know, whatever. Right. So now we see a lot of these Zoom depositions happening. Yeah. Christine's oh lawyer, he's a total dickbag in my opinion. Agreed. He gets in a fight with this doctor. This doctor saying, look, I examined her growth plates. They were open. Right. She was Your young. growth plates are not open. You're an adult. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Hers are, which means she's a child. And the guy's going, Christine's lawyer's going, we're not allowed to talk about that. Mm-hmm. And the doctor eventually goes, so we're not interested in the truth, I guess. Yep. I love and that, that doctor. that sets this guy off. Oh, yeah. He's like, how do you do that? Like, we're back to nose ring and hysterics. <laughs> <laughs> it, was, it was crazy. But he was right. This doctor mm-hmm. was right. So, again, this is another doctor yep. saying, I examined her and her growth plates were open. Yeah, we've um, got Natalia, two dentists with the teeth. We got the growth plate doctor. In the meantime, the prosecution goes. They find her mother. They uh, DNA swab her. Anna mm-hmm. Garva? Yeah, Gava. Gava. Yeah, Anna Gava. They go to Ukraine. They DNA test her. She is clearly our age when we mm-hmm. see her. For sure. Um, she She would have had to have Natalia at 10 years old. Yep. And she, they, yeah. They interview her for the documentary. It's a real sad sight because Ukraine is being bombed at the time. Yeah, they're there right in the middle of the war. And she tells the story about, and and anyone who knows anything about how these Eastern European com- countries work, mm-hmm. you know, they don't deal with deformities and disabilities and differently abled people the way that other countries do. No. Like we- nobody was going to help this woman raise this little girl with all of these needs. The best solution for her, given where she was in the world, was mm-hmm. to put the child up for adoption. Yeah, and send her to America or yep. wherever. Like, I'm wherever. not all about American exceptionalism. Don't get me. Especially around no. our healthcare system. But no. but she knew it is the biggest sacrifice a mother can make to say, mm-hmm. I can't have this kid. I need to give this kid a better life. And yep. that's what this woman did. It still tears her up. You can see yep. her crying about it. Yep. Like, so anyway, I believe a hundred percent she's uh, Natalia's mother. Agreed. I believe a hundred percent that she gave birth to this kid in two thousand three. Yep. Agreed. That's I, where I'm coming I, down I have this. zero doubt. I mean, the DNA test was ninety nine point nine nine nine, which is mm-hmm. the highest it can be. Mm-hmm. Nothing's a hundred percent because the only person you have a hundred percent DNA with is yourself. Mm-hmm. Um. Clearly, absolutely, her mother. I believe. I believe Natalia will be 20 years old in three months. And then there was dumped a child. There was this scene where um, some detectives tried to go over to Ukraine and find Mm -hmm. the mother. And she, she, they come into contact with the sister. 
Yep. And the sister's like, my sister's been dealing with this for 17 years. She said that in 2020. Mm-hmm. That, you know, do the That's math. That, mm-hmm. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So I believe. And the sister like, had so, no reason to lie. Like the aunt of Natalia had no mm-hmm, reason mm-mm, to lie about anything mm-mm. other than like some randos show up and they're like, tell us about the kid your daughter, your sister gave up. Oh God, yeah. this poor sister's been dealing with this for 17 years. Yeah. Yeah. It'd be like if someone came to you and said something about Jenny, you'd be like, oh my God, she's, she's been living in that apartment for seven years. I'd say like, I've been dealing with Jenny for 50 for- years. <laughs> um, so it ends with Michael being exonerated. And I want to say something. He is not exonerated. No. The do- I don't want to say something. The documentary wants to say something. Mm-hmm. He is not exonerated. They interviewed the jury and the foreperson of the jury is like, Loved. this guy's a douchebag. And we he wanted to every him. one of us that we could not convict him. Have you ever been on a jury that's convicted somebody? I've never been on a jury. Okay. I have once. Mm-hmm. And it's it's a fascinating, it was a, not criminal, it was civil, but we had to find yeah. fault and all of that. And you have these conversations of like, yeah, I think this may be true, but we are stuck with these rules and like, yeah. Well, that's yeah. the thing. She kept saying like the judge gave us a real narrow scope here. Yep. And we had yep. to, and and it just didn't meet. We couldn't the find out because mm-hmm. it was outside that scope, but you could tell it was eaten. It ate her up alive that he got yeah. off. So Michael, in the meantime, is crying like, and celebrating and being like, it took them five minutes, five minutes to decide to just- that I wasn't guilty. Nobody said you're not guilty, dude. No. We just said we can't convict you. We can't convict you. Yeah. Yeah. And can we talk about his wife? Mm -hmm. Michael's wife? Out of nowhere, this woman comes up to him and starts hugging him during one of these interviews. And I'm like, who is this? Right. Mm -hmm. In the the living room with the couches with 17,000 cup holders. Yes. Um, Yes. They had like four of the exact same cup holder couches. And the the sectional positioned entirely wrong because it's right on the door. But go on. That house is, I don't, I think that house smells really musty. But anyway, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. she's a, she's an interesting one. First of all, who would marry this guy? So at this point, you're sketch. Like, I know. Christine might've married him when they were younger, but this guy's now older. And he's got his autistic son living in the murder basement. He's in the midst of this post-horrible divorce, in the midst of this thing about a ch- Who walks in and goes, this is, this is, this is the man I love. I know. And he this drives is- that obnoxious convertible. Yes. This is Ugh. the man I love. Like, oh. And, for, and she also had very strange boots walking out of court mm. the day that he okay. was um, not found guilty. Okay. Yeah, just we'll okay. let that go. She's an odd, odd duck. But he's well, coming out no- crying. Nothing, nothing says I'm innocent and being falsely maligned than showing up to court in a convertible with a young new wife. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Nothing says I've lost everything. Right. And the that. way he comes out sobbing. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. I thought he was convicted. Hmm. I don't know what I thought because I can't read him. It's weird. Yeah. His mm-hmm. his tears are so performative mm-hmm. that they that nothing everything feels he does is so performative. Perf- yeah, yeah, and he's just like it took them no time to find. And I because usually a, a fast jury is not a good sign for the defense. Yeah, yeah. So then we get the black screen death that just says all charges were dropped against Christine. Why? I have That's no what I idea. Know. Why? So she wrote on her Facebook page because I stalked her. Okay. That um, 
the charges were dropped because now that Natalia's being looked at as an adult, there wasn't enough evidence to prove that they abandoned an adult or something, or it wasn't a case worth pursuing. What? So because this idiot judge was not allowing in this other information, yeah. These two people are getting off scot-free. I mean, hopefully their their um reputations have been completely destroyed. Oh, I if I think else, Michael, let's hope they are like fucking vipers when they go out in public. Lepers oh, I'm when sure they go out in public. Are. Like nobody wants to even. But what I think is funny is I'm pretty sure Michael thinks he left that court going or left this documentary going people are going to love me. People 100% see who I am. 100% They're gonna love me. This is gonna be He's great. He's the hero for me. of his own story. Mm-hmm. He is the hero of his own story. And all of mm-hmm. us are like, I don't want to be within ten a country of mile of this man. Yeah. Not even 10 yeah. feet. 10 feet's yeah. way too close. I don't want to be a country mile from this man <laughs> because he is creepy and weird uh-huh. and dangerous. Yes. He's yes. a dangerous person. So let's let's come back to our three questions. Yes. How old is Natalia? She is going to be in, 20 in September. Yes. And we believe this. 100%. So when she was left in Westfield in 2012, she was nine. 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 Nine years old, guys. Nine years old. And differently abled. And differently abled. I mm-hmm. have a nearly 15-year-old living in my home quite mm-hmm. often. There's no mm-hmm. universe in which, A, I would leave him alone for one night overnight. Yeah. 100%. And he's completely well, he's completely able. The house is full of food. All he would do is play video games all night and he'd be fine. But I would never leave him alone in a home. Okay. Second question. Who is Christine? Is she this monster that Michael has painted her out to be? I think she is a monster. I think he is also a monster. I don't believe, I don't believe the physical abuse at the level that he says it happened. Well, that's question three is, what did Michael know? Yeah. And is he I, telling the truth? I don't think he's telling the truth. I think he's making it way worse. I think he's making the physical abuse by Christine way worse than it was. I think he's making the emotional abuse towards him and his boys worse than it was. Mm-hmm. I'm not saying she was great. I don't think she was ever a nice well, person well, to anybody. But I, I, I think the do- the narrative of the documentary sets this up in a weird way. So we have Michael as the voice of the documentary. Yes. And Michael tells us everything was great in my life. Yes. And Until then this Natalia child showed came. up. So if you're a viewer who takes that on its surface, mm-hmm. right? You're like, well, obviously Natalia was bad because what would these people have to gain by, like, they didn't mistreat any of their other children or they didn't right. mistreat each other and their life was so great. So but this they were is living like the American weird... dream. The Norman right. Watts struck well. By not delving more into who these people were and Mm -hmm. their backgrounds, I feel like we did a little disservice there. I agree. We don't know. We don't know their origin stories. And I think their origin stories, it's going to tell us a lot. Either things, either things were not perfect before Mm -hmm. Natalia showed up. And that Mm -hmm. was just the image Michael wanted to portray, which a lot of abuse victims are like, it's great. Everything's great. Don't look behind the curtain. Everything's great. We're great. Everything's great. So, Either that was happening or the day Natalia shows up, Christine turns into an abusive lunatic monster. Right. At which point, why doesn't he pull that child and his other children out of the home? Yes. Yes. Like all the stuff that came out about um, Christine through the discovery, the Facebook stuff. Mm -hmm. 
why would you not lead with that if you're the filmmaker? Like, yeah. give us the context of these people. Let us know up front they are not good people. Right. And then the Natalia comes in and it's more like I buy it more. Do you know what I mean? The way it, it was set up was weird. It was. And if if what he's saying, if you want to believe that he was so horribly manipulated mm-hmm. and so abused as well, which your wife not screwing you is not abuse, my friend. If he was so abused also, but life was perfect before Natalia showed up. Mm-hmm. The first time Christine abuses that child, you can't, you can't have been abused to the point that you are afraid to leave that quickly as an adult person. Right. Right. So the first time I see Christine beating her up. Yes. I am taking everybody out of there. Yes. Period. Yeah. You're somebody who, oh, and the performative of him throwing the bat. Oh, yes. And then him saying, um, you could, if you told me I could cut off my arm to say hello to my kids, I would do it. Yeah, sure you would, dude. So you love them that much, but you're not willing to get them out of a physically abusive home. Right. And it sounds Which like was you supposedly have- perfect till this one child showed up and then we turned into like the seventh level of hell. And then it's, it sounds like you have the means to do it. That's another thing. Right. You know, many, many battered women, woman syndrome is a thing that mostly applies to women who don't have means to leave. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I know that's a psychological term. So maybe I'm conflating the two and I shouldn't be. But what I'm saying is women I have known, myself included, that have been mm-hmm. in toxic unhealthy abusive situations could not leave financially physically whatever michael could have left right he could have taken his lamborghini yeah put the kids in the back yep yeah peaced out all right do you 90 minutes later do you think we solved this (laughs) i think we did i think what we've come to believe or come to agree on is natalia's age (laughs) michael and christine are terrible people Mm-hmm. Natalia was failed by the system at every freaking turn. Mm-hmm. And thank God she's with a nice family now. Yeah, I will say this. Beth Karras, my hero, again, mm-hmm. at one point says the line that sums up the entire series for me. She says, so who's the villain? Maybe there are more than one villain. Like, you mm-hmm. know, maybe there's more than one villain. Agreed. I think like, everyone yeah. who came yeah. in contact with Natalia, other than christine and michael's children if jacob did anything to natalia i don't blame him because he was told to do it by his mother um, right 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 i don't think jacob's a bad a bad seed um everybody except for the children failed natalia and we're and we're complicit in some way shape or form again all I the neighbors who are like this this person keeps showing up in my house and clearly can't care for themselves and no one did anything i want to say if jacob was abused or if jacob abused natalia in some way which i'm not alleging that i'm just saying if it happened hurt people hurt people like Mm -hmm. this is a kid who's been abused by his mother Mm -hmm. in some way exploited for sure exploited a hundred percent yeah that was clear mm -hmm. so i don't know they're just all awful they're all awful and i all awful bing 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 close the case close the case i'm i'm really hoping I mean, Natalia's family seems wonderful. I hope she's gotten a lot of therapy and support to help her work yeah. through this. She's, she seems like a very level-headed, 
articulate young woman. Yeah. Who like when you all see that color. Dr. Phil episode, you're like, oh, this is an adult. This is an adult. She yeah. does not have a baby Way face different anymore. different than when she's like eight. Yes. Yeah. She does not. She has clearly aged. Yeah. Clearly yeah. aged. And my husband was coming in and out as I was watching this. And I'm like, there was one screen where they had Natalia as a baby. And then they had adult Natalia at the age yeah. of like the, the trial. And I said to Todd, I'm like, how much age difference do you think there are between these two people? Like he knew nothing. Mm-hmm. He's like, mm-hmm. I don't know, but that's a little kid and that's a grown up. Yeah. Yeah. So. Oh, but Amanda, she didn't look like the other kid. Right. Because her same kids with the condition. Same yeah. Condition all look the same all yeah, the time. Like, Cause what, that's dude? how that works. What? I mean, Jesus Christ. I was misaged all the time as a kid because like I said, I stopped growing at 12. I was, I'm five, eight. I stopped growing at 12. I had breasts at 12. Like mm-hmm. people assumed I was way older than I was a lot think, of the time. I think I stopped growing at like six. I'm serious. <laughs> I'm like five foot. <laughs> um, yes. Uh, but it, like you can't, you can't yeah. judge. My best friend growing up, we were eight days apart. She was half my size in like every yeah. way, shape and form. Yeah. It, I mean, everybody's different guys. Everyone's different. Yeah. Just because you have the same condition doesn't mean you're going to look exactly the same. Yeah, just don't. Um, so come at us, guys, if you want us to solve any other cases. <laughs> yes, if there's any other documentaries Bonnet, you want us to bring it out about. Oh God, oh, <laughs> uh, that's how a rabbit hole my, I know very little about, which I'm how grateful about for. My mother is so obsessed with that case. She literally said to me, "Are you ready? I hope they solve that case before I die. I don't want to be buried until they solve that case." I'm like, okay, I guess I'm just going to have to put you on some weird kind of life support. And right, because I don't think we're ever solving this. Until this happens. Um, yeah, I, I, sorry about that, Mother Amy. It yeah, is not going to go well for you. Um, yeah, no, definitely, because I know we were chatting about it in our Facebook group, and people were excited to hear our thoughts about it. I know mm-hmm. somebody posted that they have a bunch of theories. We want to hear all your theories. Yeah, I'm going to put a post in the Facebook group. If you're not in the Facebook group, just look for Little Miss Recap. On Facebook, you'll find mm-hmm. the page. It has a link to the group there. Yeah, come um, on in. Come on in, and I'll put a post in there, and we can talk about it. Yes, please, because yeah. I do want to have a. I don't want to spoil it for people who haven't watched it. Yeah, if they want to watch, I'm it. really interested to hear other people's thoughts. I am too. I am yeah. too. Also, um, I made the announcement the other day, but Amanda and I are going to be doing White Lotus, and I'm yes, super excited about it. Yes, yes, super yes, yes, excited. Yes. So we're going to do season two first, right? Correct. Yeah, Correct. yeah. And we get to visit Cicely again, which is super excited. Yeah. Okay. Um, so stay tuned, and we have a little while before we're going to start White Lotus. So I don't know. Maybe if there's another case we need to solve, yeah, or we'll a different, jump on. different thing we need to chat about because mm-hmm. I love doing this with you and. I um, love doing this with you. So I mean, I could talk to you for three and a half hours about this. Oh, we could have gone on for a heck of a but long time. we have things time, to but. do. <laughs> right. <laughs> okay. So okay. why don't you tell everyone where they can find you? Best place is Instagram at Amanda Lipnack. And find me in the Facebook group on uh, Little Miss Recap because we love talking about this stuff. Yes. And we are at Little Miss Recap on Instagram, Facebook. I'm at Amy Archer Writer on Instagram. Not on Twitter. Yeah, whatever whatever um you can also leave us a voicemail somebody left me a voicemail did we get did you get a voicemail what did they say i got a voicemail i'm gonna play it on this week's 
coverage of love and death because it pertains to the differences between the Methodists and the Protestants. Oh, cool. This will be interesting. So, yeah, I'm very excited about it. So that will be played. And, um, you know, if you guys want to leave a voicemail, go to littlemisrecap.com and you'll see like a weird microphone in the right hand corner. Leave us a voicemail. We'll play it. You know, as long as you're not like Amy and Amanda are trash. I hate you. We're not going to play that. We will not play that. No. But uh, we'll play anything else. All right, guys. Thank you so much for listening. Amanda, thank you. And we'll see you soon. See you soon. When you make decisions for your company, you look for the no-brainers. And if you have a lot of mailing to do, Stamps.com is the ultimate no-brainer. It streamlines your processes to make your business more efficient, which makes you less busy. Mail checks, invoices, legal documents, and everything you need to keep your business running with Stamps.com. Seamlessly connect with every major marketplace and shopping cart. Schedule package pickups and see your cheapest and fastest shipping options from different carriers. With rates up to 89% off USPS and UPS rates. And with the Stamps.com mobile app, you can take care of mailing and shipping wherever you are. Make the same no-brainer decision as over 1 million other businesses with Stamps.com. Sign up with code PROGRAM for a 4-week trial, plus free postage and a free digital scale. No long-term commitments or contracts. That's stamps.com. Code program.